0: What went wrong with rugby? It's probably all manner of things. Too complicated? Stoppages? The way it's broadcast? Uh, the experience at match day? The food's not great either, is it? Did they sort that out? They're going to sort that out at Wellington, weren't they? They're were going to do something. Got some new caterers involved. I don't know if they're any good or not. And you probably, your kids don't want to go. They want to stay home and play Fortnite. Richard, it's Marcus. Thanks for calling. Good evening.
1: Hi, Marcus. Good evening to you. Um, I agree with you entirely. I think uh, rugby's in, a, in, a, in one heck of a mess. We um, talked to you for hours about it, but I know I haven't got that long. Uh, but I can track it back to the 2011 World Cup. Um, you might remember at the World Cup final, none, sort of very few people left the stadium after the final. Um, and I think that was the high point. And then it, it just quietly started drifting off people's attention. And then in 15, we won a pretty amazing World Cup victory in London that was absolutely fantastic. But that denoted for me a sea change because the following year, we lost to Ireland for the first time. And no one really cared. And that was really um, un-New Zealand. Because I I remember as a kid, we'd lose to the Springboks or the Lions or whatever, and the country would almost melt down. But suddenly, everyone was saying, oh, it's good, Ireland finally won. Then we lost them again, And we started having a whole lot of negative firsts. So uh, we didn't beat the Lions. We lost to Ireland twice. We lost to England in the World Cup for the first time, and we lost to Argentina. We got something like 46 points put on us by Australia. And they were very un-all-black performances. And I think it coincides with, with people under the age of about, I'm guessing, sort of 30, maybe 25. They've moved on to other sports. They've moved on to other things. It might be gaming on the Xbox, the PlayStation, It might be not even following sport at all. And I think rugby has completely dropped the ball in what the public really wants. It seems
0: to me, talking to people that have got Sky, well, Sky TV's old now, but people that are into watching sport, it seems though the one you hear most people talking about uh, is American basketball, uh, followed by European football. It seems as though, you know, and what they offer compared to what they offer, you know, there's no comparison. International sport is a thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think it's got a lot to do with things like immigration because a lot of people are coming in from places like Asia, South America, Europe, and they don't really have a history of rugby in the, in, in their lives and they want to watch football. And I, I think that the top sport in the country is there for football to take, if I'm perfectly honest. But I think there's, there's much more potential there than there is in rugby. Also, the obvious thing as well is the concussion issue. And I think that's a very underrated problem and i think there are a lot of parents out there and dare i say it particularly mums who are saying i don't want my boy playing rugby because of the knocks they get They can play another sport and i think that's something that's going to play out over the next sort of 10 or 15 years right across the world in every contact sport and i think it's going to be a major problem
0: so i am someone now who's pretty much lost touch with rugby i'm not passionate about it it would be very, very rare for me to sit down and watch eighty minutes of a match. I might watch the start and hope for a close or tight finish, uh, but more often than not, it will become a runaway. And the, you know, it's very rarely do you do you see an albider And people always say a oh, great win for the All Blacks. I don't want a great win for the All Blacks. I want a match that is exciting to the very last moment. That's what I want.
2: I'm starting to prefer to watch the league. I can't believe I would ever say that. I actually prefer the NRL League, to, even though it's a tiny game and it doesn't really have any international importance. It's uh, just a bit of I mean, the, the resetting of scrums, I mean, they have sort of... I mean, you can see why League got rid of them. Um, but that's uh, the scrum that has to be the most boring aspect in an interne- in international sport of anything. It's just... Uh, you know, but I think what happened in this case is you had that terrible series with Tonga. It was really a joke. And everyone knew it was going to be a cricket score. They, they lost by 100 points. You know, nine players playing for the first time. And we're stealing all the players from these countries, like Samoa, Tonga, Fiji. We're doing it for years. We're seen internationally as poachers, the United Nations of Pacific rugby, not a New Zealand team. And, you know, and it's to the detriment of those countries. When it comes to a World Cup, they're not going to be competitive. How can they possibly be competitive when, when their teammates are playing, half their teammates are playing for us?
0: And, you know, some of it's probably to do with the Springbok tour. Some of it, but, but I think most of it is to do with poor decisions from desperate consultants and desperate people trying to monetize the game. And every single one has been a failure. And I presume there's been forces beyond their control, the professionalization of the game that was going to happen anyway. Um, the Northern Hemisphere, you know, I don't really know. But I'm just curious to know. But yeah, I just, I would love to live in a city that's got weekend sport that people are really passionate about, then you feel part of a tribe. But we haven't got much at all, anyway. That's kind of my scrambled thoughts on that. But I'm just curious to know why you stop going. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's good fun to watch it at home. Um, I think it's okay, but I think it's the matches aren't very good anymore.
3: Yeah, Peter Marcus. Good evening, Marcus. Um... Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that last quarter. It's way overpriced. It was $80, as he said, for the minimum amount. Um, it's just ridiculous. And I've gone off rugby, and the main reason I've gone off it is because it's just too much of it. It's just We're just bombarded time after time with it. It used to be a novelty a few years ago, and I think it's just too much. We've got tests...
0: We've got the Super Rugby, we've got NPC, and we've got Schoolboy. We've got four tiers of rugby. It seems as though there's kind of uh, about two tiers too many to me.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, even the test matches, there's there's a way, um, a hell of a lot more tests now than there was years ago because it used to take, like, well, Sandy Hayden, quite a few years to get a, a quite a few games in, but now it, the All Blacks doesn't take them very long to get a, a, quite a few tests under their belt. And that that is the main reason why I uh, have gone off it.
0: But we want more tests, don't we? But we want tests that are quality and tests where actually France, um, England, uh, the Lions, whatever, they're not sending the B teams down because that seems to be what happens. Apart from the World Cup year, they're just kind of fishing expeditions. Marcus, I'm tired of hearing people going on about the ABs game. It was a great game. Anytime we give the Aussies a hiding, I love it. But we give them a hiding every time. We're playing a country that's not that passionate about rugby and no one much plays it. I mean, it's got to be more than that. We can't just get excited about beating a, you know, that, that's the, trouble, the whole trouble with the game. I'm sorry, but I'm going to bite with that. We can't really get excited when we beat the Aussies. When you look at the player numbers and what the sport's doing over there, I mean, it's woeful. And I I challenge you, I don't think Kiwis want get enjoyment about beating the Aussies. I think we get enjoyment about really close, hard-fought games that are exciting right at the end. Like that semi-final against England where they beat us and kicked us out of the World Cup. That's what we want. That's compelling and gritty. Sharman, Marcus, hello.
4: Hi, good evening, Marcus. Um, I just wanted to comment about the crowd. I mean, um, <laughs> It's hard to comprehend. They talk about the, um, you know, the value of the All Blacks, and but that was ridiculous to have the stadium half filled. My wife and myself, we went down um, to the Waikato, uh, you know, the Hamilton Stadium, uh, uh, and watched two games: Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, All Blacks. That was value for money. It was a smaller stadium. It was packed as. It's a good. It's, thinking, it's a it's a good stadium too, eh. It is. It's beautiful. I mean, pity we couldn't find a place for our brolly because we couldn't take it in, so we just left it outside. Did <laughs> do, do they not let you take your umbrella in? Yeah, apparently, uh, which I can understand because you know, uh, uh, when we left home, it was just pissing down, and when we got there, it was clear air, so there was no need for an umbrella to go in. But even if we had to, I mean, that could become a health and safety issue with people okay. getting to. Uh, you know, over exuberant and all that. So I said to my wife, just leave it here. But it's here, when we, you know, when we finish. But anyway. Was it still I mean, there? Did you, get, did you get it back? Well, we've got the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, um, okay. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I mean, that game, look, the worst thing that could have happened is they said, hey, look, um, you know, I mean, I watch soccer. And last year, when the soccer uh, had no crowd um, in Amsterdam or Ajax, their team, you know, they actually burnt or what do you call, melted the trophy and um, gave um, each um, uh, what do you call it uh, a season ticket holder uh, an emblem or something. But I'm not saying New Zealand rugby had to do it. What they could say, uh, could have done is, okay, we have only sold thirty-five thousand. The ones that came in uh, a week before. Please register before this day and you could walk in free.
0: But why doesn't Eden Park make their own pie? You get, you, you get together with Bakel's The Pie Awards and you commission one. Get a focus group, so a group of rugby people, give them some bees and say, you know, what do you want in a pie at the rugby match? We want peas in it. These should be mince, mince and cheese. And then you just design a pie and you probably put 5,000 of the pie warmers before the rugby, and that's what people want. I don't think we're really a chip country. Because the thing about chips is you put, you go, oh, sauce, sauce, Chip, oh, let's put some sauce on. You squirt sauce. And this is like in a Mr. Chips conical container, and you start eating your chips. But as you go further down the packet, the conical container then your hands rubbing down the side of the um, wax card book, and then your hands getting covered in sauce. And then the last chips are just all sauce. And then you're sitting at the rugby and you've got hands covered, it looks like you're bleeding, hands covered in tomato sauce. And it's just not a nice experience. I don't know what the solution would be, but a pie would be fantastic. And a cellophane wrapper that would be reusable, not reusable, but could break down, not kill the fish. Who's that Aussie guy that's running Eden Park? He wants to get onto that. And that would solve a lot of the catering because people probably don't want a hot dog. They probably want to meat. We're not American. We want a meat pie and a beer. Like, do a two for one deal. You get a beer and a meat pie. and, And if they had meat pies, then you'd have people that would actually walk around and sell them on your seat because that would be easy to do. Just like the way they used to do it.